Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you and your kids grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Today you are getting a solo episode. I am here to talk about the Modern Homesteading Conference that I went to last week. Now, it's not just going to be a conference recap, it's actually going to be really amazing. So, uh, as I said, we went to the Modern Homesteading Conference. That was the first large homesteading conference on the West Coast, really. I mean, this side of the Rockies. It was in North Idaho. Um, it's going to be an annual thing. This was the first one. It was huge. I mean, just thousands of people. It was so uplifting and so amazing. And I loved getting to meet everyone that came by the booth. I wish I could have talked. I mean, I wish... If my body could have handled it, I would have done a whole nother day in my stock. I was, I sold out the morning of the second day, even though I bring, brought more stock than I normally do. So that was just mind-blowingly amazing. I got an opportunity to speak, um, talking on raising self-sufficient kids and how to use um, the scientific method on your homestead for critical thinking. That was I mean, that's just an opportunity that I've always wanted to be able to speak on in front of a group um, of homesteaders. I've spoke on it in front of homeschoolers. So I just feel like it's a really different um, group Um, or, you know, just a different mindset. Um, So I think that was really um, probably one of the better opportunities I've had. Um, I'm going to be speaking on that at both the Ozarks Homesteading Conference in August and the Indiana Homesteading Conference in October. So if you didn't get a chance to come to the Modern Homesteading Convention, I will be doing that speech a couple more times. So that'll be really exciting, or at least a variation of that speech. Um, now, what I found the most profound while at a homesteading conference is the majority of the questions I got were on homeschooling. There was um, one other booth on homeschooling, the Prairie and Pine, maybe Pine and Prairie. I always get it wrong, but they're friends of mine. They've been on my podcast before. We're looking at doing some collaboration in the fall with our homeschool curriculums because they're so amazing what they're doing. I think mine's pretty amazing too, but the two together, I think is just going to be a powerhouse program for um, high school students and junior high and high school students. Um, so make sure you go check them out. I will link them in the show notes, but, uh, what I got a lot of is not how to get started homeschooling. There was a few of those. And after I got done speaking, I had a line that took me 40 minutes to go through asking questions. And at first I saw the line and I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't answer everyone's questions. Like, well enough in my speech. Um, Of course, you know, that's always the fear of somebody who's a little self-conscious. And that wasn't it at all. It was, I evoked something in people that 
were ready to take that challenge of homeschooling after what I had talked about. And they wanted my inspiration on that. And that I, it just really touched me because um, I am the least likely person probably to have ever not only even just been a homeschooler, but to be somebody who's out there speaking on homeschooling. And the reason I say that, and the reason I even want to bring that up is because I've shared my story a few times in a practical sense, kind of just the brass tacks of how we got started homeschooling, um, how we make that work in our family. But I, I don't know that I've talked about the emotional side of that the inspiration we were able to find and just how that really, how we went from the type of people that you would never expect to homeschool to being who we are. And I say we, cause my husband is such a proponent for homeschooling at this point. Um, even on the days that um, I think he would be more than happy to send our crew back to school. <laughs> um, maybe he just needs a break for the day. So maybe we should look into figuring that one out. Um, so when my husband and I met, and even before we met um, in our own individual lives, neither of us had ever been homeschooled. We had either never known anyone that had been homeschooled or the people we did know were the weird homeschoolers. And I mean, I'm not even saying that in a rude way, because actually my best friend growing up, we were best friends for 25 years. Um, she was homeschooled. And... Um, you know, that had nothing to do with my opinions on homeschool. My thought was her mom just liked her more than my mom did or something. I don't, I don't even know. Um, because I wasn't raised in that thought process that you want your children home with you in that sense. Um, it was while the kids went to school, that's when you went to work or even my dad, who was an entrepreneur, my mom was when I was younger, um, they had businesses to run. Like you don't have children with you when you're trying to run a business like that. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. And you obviously can't have them with you when you are going to a W2 job. Um, you know, I had grandparents that stepped up during, you know, summer breaks or if I was sick or if it was a vacation from school or something, but I definitely wasn't going to have my grandparents raising me or homeschooling me. I mean, again, that just wasn't something that was even, on the radar for anyone in my family. And my husband's family was similar. They had, I mean, they had to have jobs to support their families. Um, you know, my husband's mom was a single mom, just like my mom was. Um, his dad was a disabled vet. He lost both of his legs in Vietnam. Um, he probably could have had the kids home with him more, but he lived far away from the rest of the family where he wouldn't have had those supports. And he actually was really surprised when we started homeschooling. Um, that wasn't something that, like I said, was even on his radar or in his wheelhouse. And now he's really on board with the choices that we've made with that. But again, we just weren't raised in that generation or the group of people that we were with that homeschooling was revered. It was actually, you know, kind of seen as weird. We, um, you know, I, again, I got out of college and I got a job and there was no way that I could have my kids home with me. I was a single mom. I mean, that again, wasn't even an option. Um, summers were actually 
a dreaded time for me because I'd have to find childcare that was really hard to find as, you know, when I had two kids that are neurodivergent, which ended up being one of our biggest reasons for homeschooling. And I look back on the times I had now where I was having to just leave work constantly to help deal with my children and help them. I've had to switch programs in the middle of the summer with no one to watch them and a boss that basically said, if I'm not there, I don't have a job. Um, You know, that's another one that if I ever get to the point where I have employees, obviously I'll need them to be there, but I would never have them be where their children couldn't be their first priority. Um, There's ways you can work around it. Like I, I work from home with my kids now. I would never have an issue with my employees, kids needing to be at the house sometimes, um, especially like in the summertime, I have kids that they can spend time together. I say the house because most of our businesses are run out of our home. Um, my, I have a housekeeper that comes in a couple days a week and she also does a lot of work for my business. Um, just need an extra set of hands once in a while. And she brings her daughter and she's three and my 14 year old does preschool with them. We are, you know, we're the village that we are creating for our children, not the village that we don't want our kids being a part of. Um, I feel like there's just always ways that you can make things work that makes it where your family can be a priority. Like if your kids are in public school and you're working for me and you have a sick kid, like, that's great. Like, take your, let me make you a list of things you can do from home today or something. If I still really need work done. If I have an employee that needs an afternoon off, even every week, because they have to do something with their kids, that's their own choice financially. I mean, if they're gonna, if they're okay with missing that four hours, we would work something out. I just, and I guess I'm just jabbering at this point, because I really want people to see what is an option Um, When it comes to employment in this day and age, when so many people are embracing homeschooling and homesteading and uh, like, like virtual commuting, I guess is what it's called, but like just those work from home options. Now, like I, you know, to circle back to my husband and I, not only was it not a possibility for us to homeschool because we were, um, you know, working parents and stuff, we actually like, we, we were the people who made the jokes like, no, I don't want to spend time with my kids all day. And, um, you know, just to keep my kids on their toes, I inform them. I don't want to spend all day with them most days still, but you know, that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) Um, when we started homeschooling, we had several factors that played into that. Um, The one that actually was the straw that broke the camel's back is our oldest, who was in eighth grade at the time, got in some trouble at school. Big enough trouble that we had to make a really big change. Like he wasn't expelled, but we kind of made the choice to pull him that we didn't think that school was the best place for him at the time. We um, had some friends that um, our kids wrestled on the same team. And they told us that their oldest daughter, who was struggling too, was actually going to a charter school that was a homeschool charter school. The kids went one day a week for half a day just to kind of check in with their teachers and do group learning. Um, It was paid for by the state. The state actually covered all of our curriculum. 
paid for state testing, very similar to a public school setting, but you were able to do it at home. Now, knowing what I know now about being under one of those types of programs and just having government involvement in my kids' education at all is something that I probably wouldn't pursue again. But at the time, had I not had a program like that, I would have never pulled my kids out of public school. So if that's something that will help you make that step, these programs are really great. And I mean, you know, there's the financial aspect of them paying for all or most of the curriculum. Um, The reason I say most is most of them will not pay for Christian curriculum, but they will count it towards your kid's education. So if you're doing an English curriculum or even a Bible curriculum, um, that'll still count as like an elective. Um, the The English one, if it's Christian based, will still count as an English. They just won't pay for it. Um, so, I mean, at least that was how the program that I was involved in worked. I thought that was absolutely wonderful because we could make the choice as to what type of education we wanted to give our kids. And if we, and it wasn't like you put in for the curriculum and it got approved and they paid for it. Like we got $800 per semester per kid towards curriculum or educational materials. So if we paid for their English curriculum, I could put that money towards extra novels that they wanted or um, learning like STEM toys or, you know, science project type stuff, or even I could get reimbursed for, you know, trips to um, the museum and uh, even some extracurricular activities. So again, I mean, if that's something that's going to help you get your kids out of the regular brick and mortar school system, do it. Once you're settled, if you can get away from the government paying for it at all, take that step. But that's a whole nother, I mean, that could probably be a whole nother podcast. I've talked about it a little bit um, with some of the other people that have come on my podcast. So maybe listen to my um, Friday episodes because those are all homeschool topics. And today is my normal homestead topic. But what I found is homesteaders are so ready to embrace homeschooling that it just doesn't matter that um, I have two episodes I do a week and one's on homesteading and one's on homeschooling because what I have found with my guests and what I found this weekend is at this point, there isn't much of a line between those two. Um, We also had just found out that my husband was had end-stage liver disease. Um, They told him, get your affairs in order. Like, we don't know how long you have. It's end-stage. So that was really scary. And I definitely want to dive further into this topic on another episode because I want to talk about our health um, journey that we went on. But as far as a family journey that we went on, realizing that having our kids home, well, I guess maybe I should circle back because we started homeschooling my eighth grader and my third graders were coming home and wanting to get to do extra math because he was still working on his math when they got home. And so I found myself creating lesson plans for him and then turning around and doing extra lesson plans for my twins to do when they got home from school, like, cause they're nerdy and like math and they still would do extra math just if I let them, although they won't do the math that I assigned to them. So maybe we're going to a homeschool conference this next week and I'm going to let them pick a new math cause we've been struggling, but that's also the joy of um, homeschooling is it's not just like 
there's, you know, I remember in junior high, you'd be like, I'm just not learning from this teacher. And so sometimes the school would transfer you to a new teacher, but it was out of the same textbook. So you were still really learning the same way, just maybe in a different environment. Now, when you're homeschooled, you can't really change your environment. I mean, you can move from the living room to the couch and, or from the living room to the kitchen or something. And that's actually helped my kids. You know, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Can I go work in my room today? Um, and as long as they come back with completed work, I've really been on board for some of that type of stuff. But they can also completely change their curriculum and the way they learn. They can go with a different set of books. They can go with an online program versus a written program. They can do a one where they have a teacher. They can do one where they're watching videos. They can do one where I'm teaching it. It's just really what works for my kids. And that's part of why I say we're um, I say we are traditional eclectic unschoolers and that if you're um, unfamiliar with the styles of homeschooling, um, I do have an episode on that, but for us, traditional means that we sit down a couple days a week and we're doing our math and English, like the things that we need to do that we need to know for the kids to be able to like succeed in college and that type of stuff. Um, when I say we're eclectic, I pick the curriculums that make the most sense for my kids. Sometimes that is a different curriculum for every subject. That's a different curriculum for every kid. Sometimes that can be overwhelming, you know, because it's a lot of different stuff I'm teaching, but it's worth it to them because I would rather have to teach a couple different curriculums than um, trying to be fighting them on a curriculum that doesn't fit for them and Instead of them getting it done in like a half an hour and enjoying what they did, I'm fighting them to do their assignments all day long um, and we're not pursuing the rest of our lives, which is where the unschooling comes in. We have a farm. We run businesses. We love being out in the woods. The kids have co-ops and just all these extra opportunities. They all have their own small businesses that makes it where they can pursue those endeavors during the days that we aren't doing traditional schooling. And that's where I can support them. Sometimes there's curriculum that goes with that. Sometimes there's classes like that an adult would take. You know, if my kid wants to learn more about digital marketing, like I, there's not a homeschool curriculum for that. I'm gonna find a blogger who put together a really good course on that and let them take that class. Um, another option is, you know, they watch videos, they, do 4-H stuff. You know, my daughter got certified in babysitting through 4-H, which is where they taught them, you know, basic cooking, basic safety, first aid, um, some child development. And then she started her own babysitting business. That's also turned into like a garden watering business. And when she gets her license, she's going to pursue a farm sitting business, which makes a lot of sense for her because she's grown up on a farm and she can handle things that a lot of other people can't like you can almost always find someone to feed your dogs but it's not as easy to find someone to milk your cow so and even if she's feeling a little overwhelmed by a cow she's not familiar with her brother her twin brother is more familiar with the cow she can you know employ him for that trip so I mean if you're thinking like oh my gosh my 14 year old just sits and stares at the phone all the time and yours are teaching their younger siblings preschool and starting their own businesses and that type of thing. I'm not saying that you're doing it wrong. I'm saying that our society is doing it wrong. And if you have the opportunity to get your kids out of public school, to help them pursue other endeavors, do it, do it even at 14. 
depending on the child, that is still plenty of time for them to redirect themselves and pursue something that really brings joy to them. Um, So then the last piece there was the part with my husband's liver disease. And it was, he was like, why do I want the kids home? Like, absolutely not. This is not happening. I, you're crazy. I'm not doing this. And so we had the conversation because we pulled our oldest, it was in January. So it was the middle of the school year. I said, they're still going to be in a public school. So if this doesn't work, they're going to be good to go to start school in the fall. We just have to transfer their records back. It's like one day worth of work. Um, let's, let's do this. Let's try it. And if it absolutely does not work, we have a really easy option to circle back in. Now, even if they didn't have a public school option, most schools do not have a problem just cycling the kids right back in, in the fall, especially even with like, you know, junior high and high school, if you can prove that they've been doing the work, they're not, they'll still get all their credits and they're solid because most states allow, I mean, all states allow homeschooling. Um, they just depends on what type of records you're required to keep and stuff. And you can find that all out on hlsda.org, I believe. Um, that's something else that I will link in the show notes. Um, I'm actually writing it down as we talk because I don't want to forget that because we are actually, I'm going to be launching this episode while we're on the road. Um heading to a homeschool convention in Texas after we've only been home for 36 hours and have to turn around and fly to Texas for eight days. But it's also going to be the twins eighth grade graduation celebration. So we're taking them to do some fun things as well. So uh, I'm literally like going to be running out the door. I can hear the kids like loading up the car outside my office and stuff. Um in case you wanted another insight into our crazy lives. But what I told my husband was that if he only had a year to live, how did he want to spend that time with his family? And begrudgingly, he agreed. And we have never looked back. There was no thought of putting our kids back in. Um, they have excelled at home academically. They have excelled socially. They have excelled as far as how they live as a family, um, how they interact with us, how they interact with each other. Um, You know, one of the questions I was asked is, you know, this woman, she was getting ready to start a business or no, her and her husband owned a business. And if... (laughs) If you're listening, I am definitely using your question because I felt like it was really impactful. Um, And I didn't, I don't know that I necessarily had the answers you were looking for, but I hoped that I gave you some encouragement. Um, Her and her husband owned a business. She wanted to bring the kids home. He didn't. He's a veteran, just like my husband. Um, I told her, go talk to my husband because he could really say the things that needed to be said to convince her husband. But She goes, how does it benefit the family business? And I said, honestly, I don't know that having my kids home necessarily benefits our family business. In some ways, you know, the farm business, yes, we we need them to be able to run the whole farm business. As far as my personal business, you know, the curriculum and the podcast and stuff, they help me. I wouldn't be able to do it without them either. But there's days when I am working on bigger projects, writing books and that type of stuff 
that they, they are not helping. They are probably in the way. Um, they're talking to me every 30 seconds and breaking my concentration over the most inane stuff. Like it is just ridiculous, but I don't want to miss a minute with them, nor does my husband. And they, they do help the business. You know, it's on those days, sometimes I'm so stressed out and I have a data entry task that needs to happen. I physically cannot write a book and do data entry at the same time. Like it just doesn't work, but I can get my daughter to sit next to me with her computer. She can work all the way through the data entry and I may not get as much done on my book as I had planned, but I definitely would have not been able to do both of those tasks. So I might be only be getting two thirds of the amount of work done that I needed to get done but I'm actually like almost doubling, like I'm doing one and a half times the amount of work, like in the big picture. So I don't know if that made any sense, but I hope it did because that has really been a huge help to me. And even, I mean, we'll be shipping. We ship as a family. We do sometimes 150 orders a week. So also if you are some of my Uh, listeners who have bought curriculum and had to wait a week or so for your orders, we cannot get in product fast enough to fill all the orders. I am literally ordering thousands of dollars of product a week and it just doesn't come fast enough. And then when it comes in, the family and I are shipping it all out. And I mean, we have school and our business and, you know, that type of thing. Um, And we live 40 minutes from town. So it's really hard to hire help as well, if that was your next thought. Um, and so the kids are all helping me pack orders, even the little ones, like they know how to pack orders now. Um, or like my three-year-old who can't even talk yet, we can tell him like, get a textbook. And he knows the difference between a textbook and a workbook. And he will bring us those books so that we can pack an order. So, and then after the order is packed and sealed, he's the one who carries them out to the car. Like he loves that part of his job. Um, he can't stack them real great, but he gets them all out there. And then my older son will go out and restock, but it saves him, you know, a hundred trips in and out of the house with a box. And the three-year-old thinks that he is top dog doing a hundred trips in, in and out of the house with single packages. And I think we've only lost one that way. Cause he put a bunch in a container and put a lid on it and hit it behind a chair and we didn't find it for a week. Again, sorry if that was your order. (laughs) Um, If any of you have listened to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that our our three-year-old branch is definitely, I don't even want to say challenging child. He's entertaining in a way that I have never been entertained before, but he can also be exhausting. Like yesterday, we're trying to get ready to leave for another trip and easily 20 times we couldn't find him. And he was out in the truck in the heat with the doors shut. Um, Because he doesn't realize that he gets too hot out there and we have to go track him down every few minutes because he will literally, if like we even like bolted the front door so that he couldn't get out and he went out through the doggy door. I just, um, we literally put a tracking device on him when we leave the house. So, I mean, I need to wrap up this conversation because like I said, we're getting ready to hit the road, but If you need inspiration to homeschool, 
if you need inspiration to homestead, if you need inspiration on how to put those two together, I'm here. Every question I can answer, I will. Um, I have some extra services or, you know, downloads and stuff on my site. I have a free download on how to start homeschooling. Um, I don't even ask for your email address. Although if you go ahead and subscribe, that's really helpful to me too. But um, I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. It's a really great little download. It just talks about, you know, how to track down your laws, how to pick curriculum. It's got worksheets um, to work through all of that and to be able to like have it all laid out for you and your spouse to make that choice together. Um, I hope that this is helpful to you. I'm like I said, I'm here. If you have any questions, um, feel free to reach out on the podcast, feel free and reach out to me at hello at the homestead education. Um, we are happy to answer your questions. We're happy. If you have one that's really insightful, I might even turn around and use it on the podcast like this, or seek out, um, that information for you and put it together in a download that could benefit everybody. So I hope everyone is having a wonderful 4th of July because that is what today is, um, that you're spending it with your families, that you are thankful for your freedom and remember that freedom as you move forward in life, freedom in both, um, homeschooling, freedom and homesteading, food freedoms, uh, you know, second amendment freedoms, everything that you want, that you have the freedoms for remember why you have that. Uh, to celebrate food freedom, or sorry, to celebrate educational freedom, I'm offering 15% off all of my curriculum for the next week through July 11th. Um, hopefully you listen to this during that time. If you don't, um, I offer sales, you know, every couple of months. So I hope that this is an opportunity for you to be able to pick up the curriculum or any of my other products, because when I offer 15% off, it's on all my digital stuff as well. And I have more than just curriculum. I have guides on relocating. I have barn guides um, and a few other, uh, I have all my swag is also 15% off. So my shirts and stuff like that were just flying off the shelf at the Homestead Conference. They remind you to keep growing and let your kids celebrate that they're growing. I hope you have a good one. Um, Pop over to your favorite podcast player, um, leave a comment, leave a review that really helps other people find this same inspiration. Um, and don't forget to keep growing. Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education. And I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing.